Hey guys, welcome back. This is Serva and you're listening to Identity. On today's episode, we are going to talk about living your truth. I'm really excited to bring on my friend Amal Del Mar to speak to us on this topic and to share her story of how she decided to live her truth by completely leaving law to pursue a career in video producing at BuzzFeed. Wow, I know, what a transition. Please, without further ado, welcome Amal. Oh, thank you for having me in this quarantine edition. (laughs) (laughs) And we couldn't think of a better time to record them now where we're all locked in our house. Yep. Um, I'm very thankful I actually get to live with them all. (laughs) (laughs) Serva texted me and was like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow for? Do you want to be at this podcast? And I was like, literally nothing. We are quarantined and I live two feet from you. Yeah, and I was like, uh, don't be late. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't. Actually, I was. I was still late. It's like five minutes. <laughs> Traffic was really bad. Sorry, on the way here. <laughs> and she couldn't find parking. I couldn't find park. You know, you know, LA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Omal, tell us your story. Um, so, basic, I'll just kind of... Um, answer your question about why I left or changed paths. Basically, um, I was the kind of person that never really put too much thought into like what I wanted to do. I always was interested in arts. Like I was interested in music. I was interested in drawing. I was interested, you know, in like dance. I danced when I was young and was in plays and I was always really creative, but I, I never thought too much about like titles as in like, this is what I want to do as a profession. I never really thought about it. Even in college, I just kind of like really just lived in the moment. I was very into social justice, like activism, organizing. I did a lot of that, but I never really was like, what am I going to do? Like I, everyone else is doing, you know, like pre-law club and like pre-med whatever but I was always like like I was just kind of going around um really passionate about the things I was passionate about but I never really thought about like a title or a career right um so then I fast forward I graduated and I was like okay what am I gonna do my family was like okay well you love social justice you love activism so you know what about law school? My mom really wanted me to be professional, just like a lot of immigrant parents. Right. They want you to do something like have a professional degree, have a professional You're either title. a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, or an engineer. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So anyway, I was like, oh, and for me, I'm the kind of person that gets bored really easily. So I'm like, sounds so boring, but okay, whatever. Like, I, I think, I think something about me was that I never really saw work or careers of fun I thought it was something that had to be boring like it was just such a weird thing but I was like everyone who like is an actor or singer they have fun but everybody else just like is bored exactly that's what I was like everyone is just everyone else is just bored and that's how you live your life like I never thought too much about it which is really sad looking back at it but like I was kind of like okay well I you know you're just kind of bored at work and that's just what happens exactly unless you're like born with the talent and I was not so I was like I'm just gonna do this so basically applied to law school um got in went had a horrible time (laughs) and it was horrible not because it was like very it was hard but it was it was basically difficult because it was so boring and I was not passionate about it at all and it was just just so torturous doing something I was not passionate about and like was not into the tedious nature of being in law school. So cut to 2016, 
the presidential election happened. And I was at the moment, um, I'll shorten this, but basically I was in London because I um, literally applied for a program to go study like it was a year study abroad program that was like also you got an extra degree and I literally did it just because I did not want to be in like my school anymore I was like I'm gonna go to London see y'all later like I literally left just because of that yeah and I got another degree I got I just happened to get another degree on top of it but I literally was like I just cannot be here any longer so cut to 2016 Trump wins and I kind of had an epiphany And I was like, okay, everyone thinks the world is ending. But I think for those of us who are like immigrants or people of color or like black in this country, you kind of always knew people thought the way they did. And this elect that election really just solidified it. So I wasn't surprised, but I was like, okay, well, you know what? This is like a turning of an era. If I want to truly be a change in the world, I have to start with being honest with myself. And the first thing I thought of is I was like, I don't, if I'm honest with myself, I don't want to pursue law. I want to help people. I want to provide access to people who are marginalized. I want to do that, but I cannot do it as a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And I basically came to that realization one day where I was like, you know, look, if I was a lawyer, I would actually be doing a disservice to people because I wouldn't be the best lawyer. Not because I was like, you know, not talented in any way. I I bet I could study harder and, you know, but it was because I wasn't passionate Mm -hmm. and people deserve a passionate lawyer. You deserve a passionate dentist. You deserve a passionate doctor. doctor. You deserve a passionate, you know, like software engineer. Like you deserve someone who's passionate, like as human beings. And that's like what we deserve, what we owe each other, you know? And basically I just was like, I can't do that. I can't be an honest you know, honest myself and kind of feel that way. So that was kind of the first step to be like, I don't want to do law. And that conversation was something I had, like the hardest conversation I had to have was with, my, with myself, Right. Yeah. you know, because I had to just be like, look, you were doing this for almost three years. You know, it's not wasted time because now you have a skill that no one can ever take away from you. And especially being black, being a child of immigrants, it's important to have that in your back pocket and that knowledge is never going to be wasted. So I had to kind of first come to that conclusion. And because the first, as human beings, your first instant into regret, right? Right, Like, exactly. Like we regret the things we're like, why did I waste so much time? What do I do now? Exactly. Um, Lost investment. Yep. I spent so much money. Exactly. Exactly. So I first was like, you got to get over that. Regret is not, it's, it's not a productive feeling. It's it's fine and it's natural, but like, you know, festering in it, if it, if it kind of, if you kind of let it fester in your heart, that just really just is, I feel like it's poison, you know, that regret and it just, it's not, it's not good. So I was like, you know what? Okay. You did that. You were honest with your decision at the time. No one forced you to do this. You know wow. what I mean? So you did it. Cool. Like, but what are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of the next step where I was like, let me just first start by not taking the bar. So, you know, in the U.S., when you finish law school, you then study for three months and then you take the bar exam. Okay. And then that's when you become a licensed lawyer and then you can actually practice. Okay. So I was ending the ending the or nearing the end of the of my law school. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me just start by postponing the bar. And just seeing what else is out there. So I started with that. So that's a good tip, I feel like. If you're thinking about making a huge shift, shift, start with little changes first. Mm -hmm. 
just so you're like comfortable and then kind of move on to the, to the bigger, like take it step by step basically. Right. And what did you do? So I basically was like, okay, mom, dad, I'm just not going to take the bar. Oh my God. I just started with How that. Was that conversation. Well, it was kind of more, and at the time I like wasn't lying or anything. I was really like, hey, I don't know about this. I just want to start by postponing it. Like, I don't know if this is what I want to do. And my parents were like confused because they're like, okay, like you were really good at this, but okay, like I guess it's fine. You have a law degree, you know, but okay, sure, you know, basically. So I went home, I finished school, I moved back to America, I went to back to my home in San Diego, my family, and I had to write a dissertation because now I have a master's degree, like on top of my law school degree, because I went to London. I was working my dissertation for like the whole summer. And in that time, um, like, I I think a friend recommended it. She was like, hey, BuzzFeed's having like a fellowship, um, video fellowship. And I was always so into video production, creating things like in college, if we were doing a club thing and someone was like, okay, we need a video. I'd be like, I'm on that team. Like I want to make the video. I want to make like the skit that we're doing. Like I loved just creating storytelling. I love that. I love, I even love telling stories as you can probably tell by how long I'm talking. (laughs) Um, but anyway, so I was like, let me just apply. Okay. So I literally applied as I'm doing my dissertation. Like I literally took an hour off. And then um, I remember I um, took made the application and then it was like, you have to also make a video. And I was like, okay, do not have a camera. Don't even have time. Okay. <laughs> but I like asked my friend, I was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. And she was like, oh, I have a camera. You could just use it. No worries. I just, I just wrote and produced. Like I have never done anything like that before by myself, but I just made this video. Um, and then I sent what it was in. The video about? So the, the the topic was you had to make a video based on a BuzzFeed post. Okay. And it was really open ended. It was like any post, any BuzzFeed post, just make a video of that. So there was like this BuzzFeed video at the time. There was this BuzzFeed video at the time that was like, you know, what is it? I'm Muslim, but and it was like this whole series of like I'm fill in the blank, but you okay. know what I mean. Um, and they're just like kind of cringy. Like it was kind of like, I'm Muslim, but I'm friendly. Like I'm Muslim, but you know, I'm not a terrorist. Like, you know, just okay. very yeah. stereotypical kind of things like that. Got it. Anyway, I kind of made a parody parody video about that. And I was like, it was kind of like a save the children type commercial where it's black and white. I was like, hi, do you want to mentor a normal Muslim? Like, <laughs> you know, all these Muslims, you can help. Like, and I played the video in the background and it was, it was a little funny. We had like, you know, like it was like, if you know those like commercials, that's like not a dramatization where it's like people are acting, but it's like fake actors. And it was like, these are actors, you know, we did that. It was just, it was funny. It was dumb, but it's very much my humor. Okay. I sent it in, got an interview Mm-hmm. And I went into the interview, did that. And then I remember the day I turned in my dissertation, I got the call that I was hired. Wow. So anyway, yeah, I started there. I really didn't know what I was doing at the time. Like even like going into it, I was like, okay, well, this is a first step. And that was kind of just my mentality. I was like, this is a first step into something that I hopefully will like. So that was another key that I, I didn't have the ending in mind and it was okay. You know, and I still kind of don't, but I was comfortable and confident about the, like cur- my current situation that I just was like, you know what? I want to be creative. This is an opportunity for me to do something creative and learn. Let me just do it. So that's kind of the short story. Wow. But, um, so tell us like, 
mean, all of this takes a lot of courage. What inside of you was like, this isn't my truth? Like, what is that feeling? Like, if you could give advice to people who are, let's just say, in med school who are not happy or people who are doing any career, really, like they're in the corporate field, you're just not happy. Like, what what is that that light, that kind of like intuitive, hey, this isn't right for you, move on. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? Just inside or you just felt it? Yeah. Um, I have to say that I'm really not the most like in tune with person with myself like I feel like if I had if anything I feel you are oh thank you I feel like I don't know like looking back just being a little reflective and just my past and seeing kind of like things I was interested in Mm -hmm. I think someone else would have made a different decision like they would have been like hey I'm interested in creative things let me just explore creative things and just kind of gone on that path but I never did I never I was like I'm good at these things I really love doing these things but anyway like the careers are supposed to be serious they're not supposed to be fun so I never really felt that like I never sat down and was like oh I really like this thing Mm -hmm. and I feel like so many people are like that and are like you know have a good pulse on what they like and what they don't like and maybe make decisions based on financial situations that they're in you know like not everybody can drop everything and pursue a kind of a risky career like not everybody could do that right so I think some people make decisions you got it like and the phrase that is very true and but simple is you got to do what you got to do sometimes you know (laughs) right but I think in general to answer your question um I had to get out of my environment I had to get out of my comfort zone to see a bird's eye view of my life and my feelings like I feel like because I was just in the thick of it I was in the thick of stress in the thick of you know just uncertainty which was my life when I was in law school um I couldn't see past literally what was in front of me, which was, okay, the next test, the next deadline, the next this, the next that. But it was only when I got out of my physical, you know, and mental uh, situation, when I literally went to London, that I was like, wait... There's a whole world out there. There's a whole world out there. And girl, you were not happy in that old world. Yeah. So that was literally what it took for me. It took literally me getting... Yeah, getting on a plane, leaving... And just getting a little distance. And sometimes you need a little distance from something to see the bigger perspective. And that's just the same in life, you know? Sometimes when you have a hard decision to make, Mm -hmm. it's best to literally just get out of it for a while and have a better idea of what the situation is, you know? And that's what I had to do. I had to really just take a little time. And at the time, I wasn't even thinking, oh, this is going to be great for me making a decision. I was like, I'm going to go to London. I want to just go here and see what's out there. I want to do this thing. I really just want to get away. Like I wasn't even thinking, oh, I want to change careers. It just really happened. So I think always being like on top of how you're feeling, but at the same time, getting like a break and rest and just getting distance from anything you're working on. I think when your life becomes too routine in a really dangerous way, you get a little bit comfortable. Would you say that to live um, truthfully, you had to kind of get, take that space to get to know yourself? Yeah, of course. I think, I think in your truth, finding your truth, it's not something that just comes to you. Like you can't just wake up be like this is what it is you know you very much have to actively pursue it and that might mean taking distance or something means taking a break Mm -hmm. taking rest taking care of your body taking care of your mind you know like making sure that you are always taking um 10 steps ahead when it comes to what 
you want out of your life, but also what you're doing to kind of gain that and not be and not become comfortable um, or like not comfortable in that you should be comfortable, but comfortable in your, you know, situation and kind of not always want to be bettering yourself and bettering kind of your, your life in, in, in what you have. So I think that was really key for me just to literally get out of that situation. Wow. And how do you say, how would you say right now you're living more truthfully, like by pursuing what you're doing now, filmmaking, yeah. That's your truth. I think for me, um, I have to always take account. Like accountability is really key for truth, for living in your truth, because you really have to sit and say, okay, am I really being honest with myself in what I'm doing and how I'm living in, in, in the art that I'm creating, you know? And I think a lot of times life gets in the way, like, you know, a good situation is what we're going through right now. Like none of us knew that we would have to be, you know, like quarantined in the house or we would have to, you know, some of us lost jobs some of us did this. So I don't think that you can always see into the future. Obviously we don't have like a crystal ball, but I think in general, it's really important to just take account of the fact that you are on a journey of becoming, right? Not like being, right. that you're always becoming. And I think for me personally, my art is something that I'm just very much learning about. Like, I don't think I've really achieved anything of purpose yet. Like, I think I'm very much on my path. And I, I yeah, and I think that like, it's okay to still be figuring things out. I think that we have like, we've really mysticized this like, I call it success porn. That's <laughs> like people who are like 21 and have a house and figured it out and have this and have that where it's and like it's easy to get caught up in that because we live in like a social media world where very all true. that is very visible to us. Very true. And like every single day, you know, you, you're just inundated with that, you know, so it's easy to get caught up in that where you're mm-hmm. like, I'm a failure because I haven't figured it out and I'm whatever, fill in the blank years old where you really just have to take a step back and be, and say, it's okay that I'm still on my journey, you know? And hopefully you're always on your journey if you think about it, you know, because ideally you're always growing and you're always changing. You don't like figure it out and that's just your life. Like, I feel like we've kind of been fed a lie, you know, that like you go to college, you do this and you like, there's a stage where it's like the figuring it out stage and then you've figured it out. That's like the check. And then you're done, you know, figuring it out. But I think the real life like trajectory is like figure figure stuff out, not figure things out, figure it out again, not figuring out. It kind of just goes like that. You know what I mean? So I think that's beautiful. I think that's a beautiful journey. And I think for me, um, especially being very, I think, um, new to like this art, uh, you know, filmmaking, directing world, I'm like everyday learning, um, figuring it out and making sure that like I'm not like limiting or pigeon pigeonholing myself into like one thing where I was I'm like I want to make this and then that's it where instead I like open myself up to you know anything that's I think what I want to tell yeah because you don't you never know and me I like wake up and I'm like I want to do this and I just kind of let myself do it yeah and that's really key so giving yourself enough time to play and space and space to change space to change your mind that's really important I think giving yourself space to change your mind and change just change you know and like a lot of times we like suffocate ourselves to be like this is what you're gonna do and some people are really good at that I mean like this is my goal this is what I'm doing but giving your space time and space to change your mind make mistakes is so important I think Okay, so 
you know, these are amazing. Like, I love all the things that you just said. And I feel like it's so insightful and helpful to people who are confused. Yeah. (laughs) What are three key advice um, that you would give to someone that is trying to find themselves and to live more truthfully? Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of like echoing a few things I've said, but really number one would be always check in with yourself, you know, just do a check-in, whether that's a once a month journaling sesh, or, you know, if you think really clearly when you drive, take a road trip by yourself, or just give yourself a time where you're just like being real with yourself, however often you do it, but make sure it's often. Because I think that when you give yourself time to just unadulterated, un, you know, un, you know, touch time to just be honest with yourself, that you could be really surprised what your body is telling you, what your mind is telling you, you know, and like just really give notice to things that you like. Just like even if it's really little things. I, I always tell my friends, I'm like, okay. Don't put labels on your careers because, you know, it's like it's stressful to be like, I'm going to be a a this like that's really stressful. It's like (laughs) it's like a big title, you know, Mm -hmm. but what little things do you like? Even if it's like simple as like I really like organizing my cabinets like and I'm really good at it. Like I really love, you know, um, painting, but like this really specific thing, you know, just really like take note of things that you like. And maybe that could be the second thing, too, that's like. Take note. Yeah, take note of like the things that make you happy, even if they're very small and you're like, I can never make a career out of this because we're in this like gig economy that people call where it's like you have to monetize everything and like a side hustle is now your hustle and what do you do? But just just love what you love and take account of it and really just listen to yourself when that comes to that because you don't know what you're trying, you know, what your body and your mind is trying to tell you. And I think third would maybe be just really be confident in the things that you like and are good at. I think for me, it took me a while, which is like sad, but it took me a while to be like, I have good taste. Like things that I make, if I like something, if I feel like something is like cool, like it probably really is. You know what I mean? Like really give yourself that credit and the space to be like, no, you have great taste and things that you like, things that you do and make are really good, you know? And then once you do that, I think it gives yourself the confidence to really pursue whatever it is that you're doing and really live truthfully. Because at the end of the day, you're your biggest champion, you know? So if you are telling yourself constantly reaffirming these things that you are making and putting into the world and living honestly, that's that's what it is. And, um, you know... I'll just kind of maybe end with this, that there's, um, I was with my friend and we actually got to meet Chris Martin from Coldplay and he's really cool, but it's a long story, but basically what he said to us, <laughs> she does this often. <laughs> um, <Chris> Martin, what? <laughs> it's really, yeah, it's like not as cool of a story, but basically he said, it's important. He said, we were just talking and he said, I don't sing well. I sing honestly. And that really hit me because at the time I was feeling a lot of imposter syndrome. I was doubting my abilities. You know, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not a editor. I'm not a director. I'm not a filmmaker. I'm just kind of, I don't know. I don't even know what I am. Like, I'm just kind of doing this because I think it's fun. I don't know what I'm doing. But I think when he said that, clicked that 
no matter at the end of the day, if you are, you know, the Picasso of whatever you're doing, or you're just an amateur, as long as you do it honestly and truthfully, that people will connect to that authenticity. People will connect to it. And that's why people connect with so many things that it doesn't make sense. You know, like people connect with art that they don't need the person that makes it doesn't even speak the same language as them, you know, Mm -hmm. or people connect with cinema. That's like, you know, like they weren't even born when it was made. Like, because people can sense authenticity and as human beings, we can connect with each other through the authenticity. So I think as long as you do whatever you do authentic, authentically and truthfully, that you will succeed because you're the arbiter of your own success. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm just blown away. Here. <laughs> we could talk for hours and hours. We definitely have to bring you back for another episode. Oh, um, you know where I live? Yeah. <laughs> I really could not (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you so much Amal for taking the time to share your story and give us all these amazing pointers and um, I hope that this is helpful for a lot of people out there and I'm sure it will be (laughs) yes and um, make sure to stay safe wash your hands and um, social distance (laughs) (laughs) keep that space (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.